Destinations Beyond Expectations is powered by Group Experience. Visit groupexperience.com to learn how to build your travel tribe. What's up? This is DBE, and I'm your host, Stevie G. I hope everyone is doing well this week. If you're a fan of the show, welcome to another episode. And if you're a new listener, welcome to the classroom because Destinations Beyond Expectations is the podcast designed for students of travel. Go check out DBE on social media. The podcast is on Facebook and Instagram. And be sure to visit dbetravel.com to view the entire library of episodes along with some blogs and a link to support the show through Patreon. Today, I'm talking to Janice Moskoff from the Gather and Go Travel blog. Last week, Janice and I talked through the first two days of her Asheville, North Carolina adventure. And this week, we're diving into the second half of her trip. GatherAndGoTravel.com has so many great travel stories and itineraries, so be sure to check it out. And also, don't forget to scroll down to the show notes where Janice's four-day Asheville Insider Friend Getaway Guide blog post is available. I hope you enjoy our talk about hiking, tacos, yoga, and more. Here's the second half of my interview with Janice, starting with day three. Day three. You enjoyed an easygoing and relaxing morning on day three, and then you made your way towards the DuPont State Recreational Forest for a hike, but not before stopping for some delicious-looking brunch at a place called Biscuit Head. Tell me about the food at Biscuit Head. Biscuit Head is another one of those Asheville restaurants that has multiple locations. Three of them, I believe. We are, again, in the South Asheville location. You know, we're in the South. Everybody wants to have biscuits and gravy while they're down here. So, you know, it's a natural choice for us to want to do. The pitfall for our group was really, you know, was it going to have options for our, you know, vegan group member? And Biscuit Head is kind of amazing in that way. They have gluten-free biscuits. They have meat lovers biscuits. And they have vegan biscuits. And so what you can do at Biscuit Head Um, And it was really popular. We got there probably a late morning on a Saturday. And uh, the South location has a parking lot. And I think it was full. It's a pretty sizable parking lot. We had to wait for parking. Um, That turned over pretty quickly. But then we waited in line. We ordered food at the counter, like most of the casual places we went to all weekend for food. And uh, we were able to order uh, customized biscuits however we wanted it with, you know, if it was gluten-free, I have a regular biscuit. You could choose your gravy. Um, Like I said, I'm a meat eater, but I was really interested in the shiitake and black pepper gravy for my biscuit, and it was great. It was so good. I had a side of eggs with it. One of the ladies ordered biscuit donuts that had cinnamon sugar on them. So, you know, we went from indulgence to to more indulgence, (laughs) and which is fine. We're going to go for another walk, another hike, and um, it was a great, great way to spend breakfast, and, you know, everybody loved it. That's right. You got to burn those calories at the DuPont State Recreational Forest where you and your group hiked the Triple Falls Trail Loop. Talk about that hike a little bit. So the DuPont State Recreational Forest is offers and the Triple Falls um, Trail Loop especially is one of those super popular trails where you will be surrounded by crowds. However, it is worth it. So for anybody who's staying in Asheville, it's about an hour away, hour drive away a little closer to us from where we are already in South Asheville um, eating at Biscuit Head. Um, we drove out there and um, it is it is it can be crowded. What I don't recommend is if someone wants to do this hike after hearing all the great things, try to not arrive uh, early afternoon on a Saturday, which is possibly in the summer, which is possibly the busiest time of, of the year because it's really hard to find parking. There's two main parking lots 
for the trailhead for the Triple Falls trails, and they are full, and there's constant traffic circling to get the space. So we had to be really assertive about getting spaces. We we parked ourselves in non-spaces in the back lot, um, sent some of the ladies up trail to ask people coming off if we could have their spaces, and we're able to secure a space that way. So it's a little stressful if you arrive during a busy time and you need to find parking, but once you get your car in place, which we did, it is wonderful after that. Um, there's a bathroom right at the, the parking lot. You can use that, get yourself situated, and then go ahead and do the trail. The trail has three waterfalls. One of the waterfalls is a little spur trail right off of the parking lot to Hooker Falls. We ended up doing um, the trail that went to Triple Falls, which was really nice. It's great to see. It's a pretty, pretty waterfall. We were able to view it right at the base of the falls and then up from the, um, the trail, another view down. But my favorite was as we continued on to High Falls, and that one's really phenomenal. That alone is worth the uh, the drive down for Asheville because once you get to High Falls, you can tell people set up there uh, along the bank of the river to spend the whole day picnic. And we went past that area and there's a spur trail that runs parallel to the river that you can take up a little bit. It's rougher going than the main trail. It's a little bit rockier, but you'll be able to find it. And um, and we took that up to the very base of High Falls, which is a thundering waterfall that comes down into a shallow pool. And um, we were able to take our shoes off and wade in sort of uh, ankle and knee deep water to get to the base of the falls. You can hear the falls, you can feel the spray, you know, and a nice sunny, warm June day where you can feel the hot rocks under your feet. And we, we took probably about an hour just to chill out in the rocks and, and be in the spray of the waterfall. And, we even went a little further down and swum in the river um, against the current, which was super fun. So, you know, it's just, it felt super playful. It was lovely. It was beautiful. It was refreshing. I, we could have spent all day there. From there, we continued along the loop trail to get back to the parking lot, taking a little bit of a side tour to a covered bridge, which was really pretty. And, um, and then back to our cars and then back uh, to fair, our Fairview rental from there. Sounds like a wonderful hike. And as you mentioned, you went back to your Fairview rental, similar kind of to day two, but you showered and then you made your way back into Asheville. Uh, But on day three, you went to the French Broad River and enjoyed some great views and then some very tasty looking tacos at the White Duck Taco Shop. What were the tacos and the stroll along the river like? The tacos were great. So White Duck, like almost every place we went, it has multiple locations. So we were at the river location that was right next to the River Arts District in Asheville. It has a massive gravel parking lot. It was easy to find parking. Um, And it's another place that you just line up and you order food from the counter and the food is brought to you. It happened to be that it was another nice night out, so we were able to sit. I, I think we maybe ate at a picnic table for every meal that we were at and outside, which happened to be another reason it was such a great trip and a great weekend. But um, we ordered our food at the countertop. It was probably like maybe 15, 20 minutes in line. There were a lot of people there. It was super popular. And then waited at our table for our food. So what White Duck offers is um, global-inspired taco creations. So I'm a little bit of a purist coming from Chicago. We have a very, very dedicated, involved, passionate Mexican food scene here in in Chicago. So I'm not entirely sure of the global tacos that we ate there are are pure, pure in the taco sense. So I'm calling them taco-like creations, but they were so good. My favorite, and we had great food all weekend long. 
And um, which is another great reason, you know, I didn't emphasize that enough. Uh, the freshness of the food, the creative of the creativity of the cuisine. And my favorite meal of the entire weekend was, um, or the favorite thing I ate was the chicken tikka masala taco at the White Talk Taco Shop. I did mention I love Indian food, but it had these crispy chickpeas on top of the taco on this perfectly cooked chicken and a tikka masala sauce with some other white sauce on it and the tortilla. Was, I, it was so good. Cilantro was in there. We're eating outdoors. We're by the river. We had a great day hiking. I don't, I don't know if it gets better than that. So it was good. And then we walked along the river afterwards. And um, on a Saturday evening, there wasn't a lot of traffic. You know, there was just a sparsely populated area. I don't know how popular it is to really walk along the river, but we did. And that was nice. And um, I think we passed a, a pollinator garden as the sun was setting. And um, we saw some evening primroses open, which was kind of cool. And, you know, from there, we uh, we all felt like we had a great day. Everybody was tired from all that we did. And uh, then we headed back. Day four. Your final day in Asheville sort of had a wellness theme to it, and it began with some group yoga that was booked through Asheville Wellness Tours. I think that's a wonderful way to start the day. How was group yoga? It was great. And I have to say our wellness theme was probably accidental. And in hindsight, for how well the day worked out, I, you know, if I have the chance for every last day, uh, you know, because last days of vacation stink. I mean, it's no fun. They're usually transportation days. And, um, you know, no one wants to really go home unless it was a bad trip. This was not a bad trip. This was a great trip. But um, it was a great way to do it because we were so relaxed. And the, the day that we, so you had mentioned yoga. And we um, had booked a private yoga instructor with Asheville Wellness Tours, which will send a yoga instructor to your location. So they're often booked for group, group activities, for group trips. They also, I have my eye on one other thing they do. They do a group uh, hike with yoga. So you can go uh, to my favorite things. I can hike and I can do yoga with a guide. So next time I go back to Asheville, I'm going to try that out. But anyway, they had sent um, an instructor named Caitlin to our home and she was a pro. We had five different ladies who wanted to do the class at eight in the morning and uh, we're all different levels. She customized the class to be able to meet us at each of our levels. And the best thing was, and I, I forgot to mention this when I talked about our rental, our rental had a wraparound porch that went around the home that uh, the view was a little obstructed, but there was a mountain view from the home. There were so many trees around it. So it was surrounded by trees, had this great porch, and we were able to do the class outside under the trees on a June morning. And uh, that was pretty spectacular. I loved it. So it was great. After kicking the day off with yoga, you guys grabbed your last breakfast in Asheville, which was at the Liberty House Cafe. Though one of your group members decided to grab the, some food at the Pulp and Sprout Vegan Cafe. It sounds like everyone had a great experience, but tell me a little bit more about your final breakfast in Asheville. Yeah, we, we had checked out after the yoga class. We had a quick hour turnaround. We checked out of our Fairview rental at 10 a.m. Then we headed into town to Liberty House Cafe, um, another uh, great destination in Asheville. You just walk up, order at the counter, and um, we were able to all get what we wanted. I ended up getting this delicious Liberty quiche that uh, had smoked Gouda, grape tomatoes and um i'm forgetting now broccoli that i brought it was so good i got maybe a vietnamese coffee i had to restrain myself from their baked goods counter which looked amazing they had these s'mores creation that looked like 
muffins or scones. I don't know. I mean, we, we had indulged all weekend. So I passed on that, but I have to say it looked really good. So my quiche was great. Um, you know, the only unfortunate part is that uh, Liberty House Cafe has a great menu, but it's not very, uh, it doesn't have a lot of vegan options. They have a lot of vegetarian options. So we were lucky that Pulp and Sprout, as you mentioned, was half a block away. Um, our friend was able to go there, get a smoothie, and um, come back with some baked goods. In fact, she came back with something called Millionaire Shortbread, and it was phenomenal. It was a vegan shortbread with chocolate, and I don't know what they put in it, but it was so good. So we had a really nice morning. It was great, and we ate outdoors once again. So that was that was great. Continue on your day four theme of wellness, your group made a stop at the Asheville Salt Cave. Walk me through your experience there. So the Asheville Salt Cave is a wellness center in Asheville, and it's known for having a salt cave. It's a dedicated room. Think like an oversized kitchen. Someone maybe you know who has a massive kitchen. It's about that big, um, probably a little bit bigger, maybe basement size for someone with a, a nice sizable basement. And it is covered from floor to ceiling. And I think their ceilings are maybe nine feet in 30 tons, I think it is, of pink Himalayan sea salt. And so the thinking is, is that the salt is supposed to bring health benefits. It has mineral benefits. It's supposed to have healing benefits. And so, um, you know, I'm up for all new experiences. I didn't really, I hadn't heard about this before. Our local friend recommended it. And so what we did is that we ended up booking a group community salt cave session and it's 45 minutes. And our group went there on maybe it was a 1 PM on a Sunday, um, showed up at the salt cave, which happens to be a block away from Liberty house cafe. So that's also the benefit of having a local helping you plan your trip because she knows uh, you know, what's convenient to go to. So we ate at Liberty house cafe. We could have walked to the salt cave, but we did drive our cars. There's a little lot there. And then um, we checked in for our 45 minute session. It turns out no one else in the public booked it. So we had the room to ourselves and um, it was a really nice, you know, we were basically doubling down on our Zen from the morning doing yoga because, you know, we go into this room and, um, and it's pretty cool to be in because it's, it's just a different experience. It's uh, it's all got all these salt crystals and you can sit down on a mat on the floor on top of the salt crystals, or you can sit on a lounge chair. And the session starts with some meditation, a guided meditation for five or seven minutes. And, you know, not all of us are really have experienced meditation or tried it out, but, you know, we're all open-minded. So we figured we'd try it out. And, you know, across the board, we felt that it was really relaxing. Some of us took a nap. That might've been me, you know, cause you got <laughs> five minutes of meditation and then like now it's all relaxing. And then some people just kind of chilled out and did their own meditation. And, you know, did we get the health benefits from it? I, you know, I felt pretty healthy going into it. I felt healthy going out of it. So um, you be the judge. I'm not <laughs> sure. But I I loved it. I thought it was great. And the Salt Cave also offers, offers um, a Haman bath experience and massage. So it's not just the Salt Cave they offer. They offer a lot of um, wellness sort of services. Very cool. And believe it or not, the Asheville River Arts District has actually been covered on this podcast before. I talked about it on another Asheville episode um, that covers some other Asheville options. But exploring the River Arts District was the final thing on your itinerary before you departed for home. Can you explain what the River Arts District is for anyone that isn't familiar? Yeah, so the River Arts, and I'm not surprised it's been mentioned. This was one of the top things I wanted to squeeze in 
on our weekend and I did not think that we were going to have time to go visit it. So it's a creative district in Asheville along the French Broad River. And it's a series of different buildings and venues and warehouses that uh, collectively with artists, studios in it and galleries that collectively make the River Arts District. So we, after, and you know, it's just so nice. We had yoga in the morning, we had our Zen salt cave, and now we get to go do art appreciation. So it really was a nice wellness day. But after our salt cave, we actually went to our friend's house to check out where she lived and um, in Asheville, see the neighborhood. And then we went with her and her family to the Riverview Station building because it turns out that her mom, who used to live in the Chicago area too, is an artist and has a studio at the building. So again, it was great to have an inside connection because we went up to her mom's studio. Her name's Celine Plum. That's the name of her studio. And we are able to uh, check out the entire building, which is a multi-level building full of artist studios. And as you walk through, it's open to the public. You can see art hanging on the walls. And a lot of it is incredibly uh, impressive. And uh, we went to her studio and we learned a little bit about our method and her art. And, uh, you know, it's just a really nice experience. I have some photos from the visit on the blog. From there, you know, we had to separate as a group. I think only three or four of us were left to kind of explore. We had an hour to explore, which is definitely not enough for the whole district area. We ended up walking from Riverview Station to um, Foundy Street, which is behind it, which is a series of different buildings. And it's an area of the arts district that uh, allows graffiti. So it's very artistic graffiti. There's a whole sign that shows where the graffiti is allowed. So there's different um, restaurants and vendors, and it happened to be and uh, warehouses and studios. And on Sunday while we were there, there's sort of a market environment. There are a lot of outdoor uh, vendors who are there. There are craft vendors and food vendors. And we sort of navigated our way through them, making our way eventually to this uh, the biggest uh, warehouse building um, that doubles as a massive gallery space called uh, the Marquee. And uh, we went in there, and the Marquee is really cool. It's got different vendors, as I mentioned. And uh, it's like a gallery space slash market and inside, you'll find a lot of practical and whimsical art creations. For example, one of my favorite things was a bike handlebars mounted as if it was a taxidermy mount. So it looked like an animal head, but it was in bicycle shape. So it was a little creative and, and it was well done. I didn't buy one, but you know, I appreciated the art while I was there. And from there, we walked back to our car and uh, made our way to the easy to navigate airport. So it was a great trip. Sounds like it really was a great trip. And listeners, I 100% recommend reading Janice's What to Do in Asheville blog post, which again, can be found in the show notes. It is packed with helpful information and can be a really great resource to you if you're thinking about visiting Asheville with a group. Um, If you visit gatherandgotravel.com, you'll see this article along with other great destination guides and more. Janice, can you tell us more about the Gather and Go blog? Yeah, that's a blog where I do, as you mentioned, share destination guides, how-to articles. I get really in-depth. I'm a travel planner, so I really like to share the detail. I like to help people learn about the place that they are, learn about all the different options, basically, so they can have a better, more engaging trip and, you know, have, have more flawless travel, too. You know, if you get all the information and you have all the options and, you know, it helps you uh, avoiding it pitfalls and it helps you have a better trip. So that's what I try to do. I try to have that kind of information on the blog, for the destinations I've been and share about them in depth, depth so people can uh, 
you know, enjoy them too. Great. And then also let the listeners know where they can go to follow, gather and go travel on social media. Uh, on social media, I am on seven channels and I'm active on all of them on Instagram. You can find me at the handle at gather and go travel. And, uh, so seven social media channels, uh, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, TikTok. I'm going to forget them all. Pinterest. <laughs> Which one of I? I don't know what I'm forgetting. And then I'm also on Twitter. But for some reason, I am gather N, the letter N, go travel. I couldn't get the whole A and D in there. I don't know. It was gone. Or maybe I created an account at some time and then I lost the password. So um, you can find me on all of them and reach out to me on any of the channels. And then one more thing I just quickly want to bring up is your Friday featured traveler Q&A. I was so glad that you asked me to be on uh, this before. And it's it's a really cool way to get to know some different bloggers and travelers. Um, can you tell us more about that? Because that is that's something I tune into every Friday. Oh, I'm so glad to hear it. You know, it's hard to know, you know, who is reading and who's not. I happen to, from my very first travel travels, love meeting other travelers. You know, I find that we um, have a lot in common. You know, there's just a commonality. There's always a ton to talk about. We have destinations to share. A lot of travelers who are enthusiastic about um, destinations and exploring, you know, have a very similar mindset. So I love meeting them. So every Friday, what I do is I feature a different traveler. Before I got active on social media, I thought it would be strange to meet people online. Um, I'm a little, I, I have kids who are active online, play video games. And so I thought it I have to be honest, I thought it would be super creepy, but it's not. I've made so many friends online and I've connected to so many people and I've met a ton of other travelers. And one of the ways that I get to know them even is doing this Q&A that you mentioned. So every week I um, invite a different traveler to do a Q&A and I usually ask them about three questions. We keep it to the Instagram caption length, which, which is a little restrictive. And, uh, and we just get to know them. And I share their profile and some of their photos and I link to their, their uh, social media accounts and their websites. And I share that on social media. So I share that on Instagram, Facebook. I've started recently sharing it on LinkedIn as well. And um, I do a little bit of a tidbit on that on Twitter as well. But um, it's great. And, you know, it really uh, helps me connect, like I said, to other travelers. And, you know, it seems like some other people, you know, I'm glad, Stevie, to hear that you're you're enjoying it. And I've heard of other, a couple other bloggers and travelers say that's how they, they uh, get introduced to a lot of new accounts. So that's great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's a great way to kind of get to know the community of travelers a little bit. And it's a, it's a, it's a feature, like I said, that I look forward to every Friday. So thanks for doing that. And thank you so much for coming on the show to talk about Asheville. It was really great having you on and kind of opened my eyes to some things in Asheville I didn't really know about. So I really appreciate uh, you sharing your experience with me and the listeners. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me on again. I appreciate it. A big DBE thank you to Janice and listeners. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's show. The Gather and Go Travel blog is an awesome resource for travelers, so be sure to visit gatherandgotravel.com to read more travel stories and itineraries. And don't forget that a link to Janice's four-day Asheville Insider Friend Getaway Guide is included in the show notes for this episode. If you want to stay connected to the Gather and Go Travel blog, you can give Janice a follow on social media. I've included links to some of Gather and Go Travel's social media pages in the show notes. Wherever you are listening to Destinations Beyond Expectations, thank you so much. Go hit that follow or subscribe button and tell a friend. If you want to hear me talk about more destinations, 
then I invite you to subscribe to a YouTube channel called Group Travel Odyssey, where I go live every Thursday with a couple of colleagues in the travel industry to talk about particular destinations and how groups can experience them during a visit. Well, that's all I've got for this week. Thanks so much for listening, and I will talk to you soon.